Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the 30 life crisis and how to work through it. Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. I have my wonderful... Hi, it's Aisha Holden. ...here with us today. If you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. I mean it (laughs) because so many of you hit me up, and I love all your messages, but they're irrelevant (laughs) unless they are on... Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm being serious, guys. It really helps us a lot. So please just drop us a five-star rating there. Um, If you have two minutes, just write a real review, even if it's it's a great commute ride. I don't know. Whatever (laughs) the fuck you want to say. Just say it. Um, We're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. I am complicated, so I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. And Aisha. <laughs> I like to keep things streamlined. So I am Aisha Says Dance across all social media networks. Because you're much smarter. Um, <laughs> we have an awesome guest here with us today. We've been a big fan, Aisha and I, for a long, long time. She is an actress, writer, producer, YouTube star, and author of 30 Life Crisis, Navigating My 30s, One Drunk Baby Shower at a Time. We got Lisa Schwartz. Yay, thanks for having me. We just discovered we have known each other for a while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or basically, we've been stalking you for a long time um, (laughs) and coming up with all kinds of show ideas Right. Well, thank you, guys. (laughs) Aisha and I worked at Maker Studios, guys, um, which was like a digital MCN, mm-hmm. um, RIP Maker Studios. Aww, and yeah. so sad. And Lisa was one of our biggest stars, um, one of our biggest talents. I talent. mean, let's not get crazy. You were, you I was were. a talent there. <laughs> you were one of our favorite influencers. Oh, well, No, you're really, nice. your name was was mm-hmm. in our, a lot of our mixes of the, the big talent we worked with. Yeah. That's so, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and people know you as Lizbug. That's right. On online. Yeah. Um, and so before we start, we ask every guest the same question, single or in a relationship? Oh, I'm in a relationship. Get what? It. Yes. Get yes. it, girl. <laughs> How long? <laughs> Almost two years. Okay. Holy shit. Yes. That's yeah, that's serious. We live together. Okay. That's I, the real deal yeah, right there. It's, it's the thing. It's the one. It's, oh, oh I yeah. love it. Awesome. Love yeah. hearing that. Um, so you wrote this really cool book, uh, 30 Life Crisis. And so I want to jump right into it, which is like, what was the inspiration first behind? Um, I got approached to write a book years ago and I wasn't ready. I didn't really have anything to say. Mm -hmm. But back then, that's when like all the YouTubers were writing books. But I just like didn't want to force something. It just wasn't there. Um, And then recently I got re-approached and I was ready. I felt like I had all these crazy stories from my 30s that people like never talk about. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how challenging being in my 30s was going to be. Specifically, like half my friends were getting married and having kids Mm -hmm. and half were like binge drinking and sleeping on couches and I was in between. And it really like put me through like a psychological like, you know, tornado where I really had to sort through like what I actually wanted and what I felt like I was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, And I was ready to tell that story to help people out. 
And also like so many crazy, like silly dating stories and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I think like when I was reading it and reading about it, um, you know, some of the stuff that really stuck out to me was like the changes that happen from even things like, I think the big one for me was like, parenting your parents Mm. and constantly going to baby showers and fucking gender reveal parties, which you were like, oh, fuck that. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Like, Nobody's here has had one, right? No. (laughs) I'm just like, you people have like wasting your money. Like we're really doing this now. It's just like not very nice to like make your friends go to all All those. And I love my friends Mm -hmm. and I'm so happy for them. But like, Come on. That's like one too many. I'm so glad that some of my best friends are in Canada because that's where I'm from. Because like (laughs) my excuse is always, I'm not in the fucking country. I can't give any of your shit. Like I was like, I'll just show up at the wedding day. I don't need to be there for all this other fucking All the activities. It's so expensive. Like it's so, I've spent so much money on my friends. So much money. (laughs) No, totally. Because it's like gender reveal parties, baby showers, bachelorettes, fucking, you're like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bridal showers. Showers. Like, shower, shower, yes. after shower. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of showers. People have like three showers. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you are dirty people. Yes. <laughs> um, and and then you know, just also like you joke about metabolism and like shit changing. Mm-hmm. And so I felt I was like, oh my god, this is so relatable, especially in like the dating world, because there's this like crazy pressure once you start hitting a certain age, right? Yeah. Um, I made a joke, which was, um, I told one of my really close guy friends when he turned 36, but that was because he was a fuck up and he was like constantly chasing girls all the time and like not settling down. And so I just told him, I was like, oh, you know, when you get to a certain age, like girls look at you like you're weird if you're not with <laughs> it's somebody. It's kind of true. And then he fucking landed a girl and he's just stayed with her and half the time he's like she's crazy and I'm like so why are you together he's like because you are in my head oh, <laughs> like, no. I'll never get it. I was like oh, oh no. shit now I just made you settle I was right. like well you were a fucking player you needed to <laughs> yeah um, but but there is a thing there is and everyone like assumes too that like I found online dating interesting once you enter to your 30s mm. it's different it's people like guys are more aware that you're like ready for something serious okay. yeah. so I think you need to be very vocal about like what you want on yeah. there it's just different mm-hmm. right. it's different pressures and and those relationship talks of like where are we going to eat turn into like where is this going very quickly right. yeah. and I find that fascinating <laughs> did you ever get the like um oh, like you're this age? Like, why are you still single? Oh, doesn't everyone ask, are you guys dating currently? Are you in really? I'm single. single. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, don't you feel like that's right. like the no, first no. question? It's like, yeah. why yeah. are you still single? Which yep. is like super insulting, but yes. also like, yep. well, it's a valid question. But it's funny because like, I always go, and now I'm like, shit, I've become that person. Like I used to ask you know, sometimes like we used to be the ones to ask right. like the dude, like, so yeah. why are you, why are you oh, still yeah, single? That's fair. <laughs> like, why, why don't you have somebody? And now they're asking me and I'm like, fuck, they think I'm the crazy one now. I <laughs> well, was I like, mean, you are the crazy one. I mean, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can just own that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta. Yeah. I actually think women that are single around my age, it's, they're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're independent. And successful mm-hmm. and they know what they want. And I think sometimes that's super intimidating to men. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay because you'll meet the right one yeah. that way. And mm-hmm. it kind of seeds out the 
Yeah. The not so great ones. Hey guys, I'm Natasha Chandel from the Kind of Dating Podcast, where celebrity expert and generally cool guests and I break down one dating topic per episode and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Because seriously, who says they're in a relationship anymore? With over 100 episodes, there's something for everyone. We cover everything from how to slide in her DM to sex addiction and codependency, Peter Pan syndrome to friends with benefits with guests like Bollywood superstar Sonny Leone to comedian Laura Clary to time person of the year, Dr. Wendy Walsh, therapists, and even my own parents. As a reformed commitment phobe, my guests and I say it like it is. We laugh a lot, but we also get mad deep. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe to Kinda Dating on your favorite podcast app or check us out at kindadating.com because we want to help you get it in. I mean, find love. I'm just at a point where I'm like, man, I I just like literally need my equal. And exactly. that really weeds out, like, to be honest with you, sorry, guys, like 90% of people. Because like, if you don't have your shit together, that's yeah. already like a giant chunk weeded out. And then do you have emotional maturity? Giant right. chunk weeded out. And then like, do you have a job? Giant chunk. Oh my God, that like, one, the yeah. job one really. Yeah, LA, yeah. It's, it's like everybody's an entrepreneur and you're True. like, I get it. They all say, right? It all says like self-employed, which yeah. means unemployed right. yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Which like, look, I get like, we're all in a discovery and finding ourselves and whatever, right? But yeah. then that's where those insecurities lead. Like if, if somebody is unemployed and then hmm. and then somebody else is not especially if it's the woman yeah the guy gets insecure at oh, some point yeah. so it's like when you know guys get mad at us because they're also like how come girls are always looking for like the successful dude i'm like because you guys have drilled it into us right that you will be insecure unless yeah you're you know you're better than us mm-hmm. or financially better than us or whatever. They're the ones providing and taking care of us. Yeah. Um, You also, you know, so so how would you define first this 30 life crisis? I love the title. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because everyone talks about, excuse me, a quarter life crisis. Remember that? Like there's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like tons of books I, w- I would love that. to go back to the quarter life crisis. Oh my God. I was just like blackout <laughs> drunk during my quarter <laughs> life. Thing. I did not have a crisis at 25. Yeah, me neither. No, I think it was like a little bit like um, I graduated college and, and then I was like a little bit confused about like yeah. how to do life. So I think you like kind of figure that out and mm-hmm. that's where like that quote unquote crisis lies. But 30, it's like everything becomes more like real, right? Mm-hmm. You're not in school anymore. And you're like, oh, I'm doing life now. Yeah. And like, how do I want that to look? And also like, I hate to say it, but there is a little bit as a woman, like a ticking totally. time bomb if you like want to yeah. have mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I hadn't been ready to like even think about that. I wasn't in a position to think about that. Yeah. But at the same time, they're like, you should freeze your eggs. And like, that's a lot. That like kicked it off for me. And then, you know, so like, yeah. it's just 30 life crisis is literally like trying to figure out what your life is going to look. It's you're setting up the rest of your life mm-hmm. and it's confusing. Yeah. I, that is a really good point. Like, Aish, have you have you felt the, the ticking stuff? Oh, totally. Um, it was funny. Like, I think it was literally yesterday I was just driving and I was like, oh, damn. I feel so far away from wanting, like, actually wanting to have children, but it's getting a thing <laughs> a to think about. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and people wait. are doing it later. Yeah, that's true. They really, really are. Yeah. And I especially think, for millennials, they are. Yeah. And we got to remember that. Yeah. We yeah. really, like, need to, like, 
we're actually probably also going to be the reason that the human population doesn't exist anymore. You know that? <laughs> People are having less kids. They're having so, less yeah. kids mm-hmm. and the American population is growing. I mean, as a decreasing to right. a point that they're not sure if we'll be able to sustain an economy in 15, 50 oh, wow. years. Really? Yeah. Because if we don't have kids, right. then who's going to be yeah. paid? Like Maybe we're all better for that. Consumers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Let's start yeah. all over yeah, yeah. again. I mean, I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, I was just telling a girlfriend this morning on the, on the drive here, I was like, my brain, like I'm a very mature person, but, mm-hmm. but there's still a part of me in my brain and even body in a way that doesn't feel the age that I am. Yes. And yes. like, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I know like metabolism and stuff. Like that. I've actually, I've been, I'm healthier now than I probably was. Me too. Me too. When I was younger. <laughs> yeah. But do you think that's just because you're like smarter and more yes, aware and you know exactly. how to take care of yourself? Exactly. Mm-hmm. 100% that. Like when I was a kid, I just ate anything and oh, like, yeah. I you was didn't like, know. yeah, I just didn't. And now I'm like, feel good about myself. Right. But, so in one way, I'm like, man, I feel I feel like sexier in my body yeah. now than I ever did. But on the same end, I'm like, shit, I got to think about freezing eggs. I know. Which has like not been a thing for uh. me. And then, and so I went to India. I've never actually said this out loud, I don't think. But I, I went to India and started exploring just the option of like, well, how do I figure out how many eggs I even have. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first thing. Like, are you even an, a, like a candidate? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I started the process and it came back that like, I have probably a very, very, very low mm-hmm. count. Oh, did you do the blood? It's a blood test, right? It's a blood test. So I Whoa. started the first half of it and it was so crazy because I've never totally yeah. wanted kids. I, yeah. I've never been one way or the other. I'm very like indifferent Same. to it. I'm like, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, cool. Mm-hmm. But that... Like, kind of fucked me up. Like, yeah. I cried. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't? Or it might be really hard. Yeah. And then I just, like, it was the first time it, like, hit me that, oh, my God. Like, I might not feel I'm an age, but I'm an age. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a really <laughs> interesting, specific example. Yeah. And do you think you were upset because of, like, you might not be able to have kids or because you won't have the choice? Or because because, I, because I wouldn't have the choice. Yeah. And because of the age, like a little bit. For mine, I think, um, so fun fact, um, I had I had Lyme disease for seven years undiagnosed oh, wow. in my 20s. We won't even get into it, but I did. And then, so when I was reading about it, like how come somebody, like I'm not, I'm not that old. I'm just like, you know, early 30s. And so it's like, if that was the case, why Why would the count be so low when mm-hmm. I'm a healthy person otherwise? And they said chronic illness uh, could yeah. be a reason of why. But it's not to say that you can't have kids, No, right? no, 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 no. Are I you going to extract even, those eggs? Yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope sometime. I don't know. And this yeah. is the yeah. thing. It's like, on one end, you're also like, shit, man, this is like 10, 20K. I was like, oh my oh, God. Oh, it's so expensive. Ugh. And it's also like and a miserable experience. Storage, yeah. yeah. Storage. storage. <laughs> it's like rent. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I have to pay like 200 something a month or oh, some shit. Really? I don't know. It's like, that's a lot. Oh, it's like, like absurd. absurd. It's absurd. In LA, like it's cheaper sure. in other parts mm-hmm. of the country, but to store eggs in LA, right. you're like. Get this. I had a friend that did it. And the reason why she did it, well, she's single and I think she definitely wants kids, but yeah. she um, worked for a company. It was like one of the big 
studios out here mm. that actually paid for wow. a significant oh, yeah, amount the- of it to ensure that these women stay at work. Oh, wow. Google does that. That shit's crazy. That but also crazy. like reason enough to get a job there. To my cousin, it. my cousin did that. She she got wow. she was at Google for like ten years, froze her eggs before she quit. Whoa. That's all we all put in applications tomorrow. (laughs) But you have to pump yourself with hormones and stuff. No qualifications to hire us, Google. We just have eggs in desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dump some of these eggs. So so why do you guys think people, guys and girls, because guys go through this too. Mm -hmm. Guys, I know my guy friends when they start hitting like 35, I don't know, Adam, you you not or or refute this, but like they start going through the fuck. Am I? I should settle down. I should be yeah. a man. I should get a house. I should, you know, whatever those guy pressures I are. Do all those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Adam's agreeing. Um, so like, where does that spark from? That's what I'm like. Where, where do these crises moments for us come from? I think it just comes from oh, a co- combination of things. One is the people around us if they're going through those things, obviously we're going to have residual effects of that. But then also there's just this like, quote unquote, American dream of, you know, you get a family, you get the white picket fence, you get a dog, you get a nice house, 401k, blah, blah, blah. And so at some point that just sort of starts kicking in. Yeah. Those thoughts. Yeah. It's society, totally. movies, yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Totally. Things we grew movies. up, we didn't yeah. even realize. And our parents. And our yeah. parents. And our yep. parents, because mm-hmm. that's how they did it. Yep. And so we, that's, yeah. we know what we grew up with, yeah. you know? And you you talked about this in the book too, about the effects of social media for this too, mm. right? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, social media is ruining us all. <laughs> it's bringing us together and giving us right. amazing sources of information. Not always correct information, but, yeah. you know, right. a lot of there's so fun. much good and yeah. our careers now are all based around it. And like, how yeah. exciting is totally. that? But yeah, there's definitely that like looking at other people's Instagrams and comparing yeah. and, you know, a lot of parents aren't honest about, they only put up the good stuff. And right. I know like my friends with kids, and maybe you guys have this too, they really struggle. The moms struggle with feeling like they're good enough moms because mm. they're seeing other moms mm-hmm. do yeah. things. So I'm really like, I love my friends who are embracing the imperfections. And even if you don't have kids, you right. know, not mm-hmm. putting a filter on everything or showing like the real mm-hmm. sides of stuff. I think that's so important, especially yeah. if you have a platform. It's so important. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise totally. you get so caught up and think you're not good enough. You're not doing it yeah. right. And that really takes you down a nasty, nasty road. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it can. And, and and you're so right. Like, especially people, like on one end, society tells us like, have kids, get married, this is your thing. And and it's so funny because now I joke that like my closest friends who are all like in their 30s, married kids doing their thing, all come back to me and are like, just wait. Just like, yeah. take yes. your time. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't, don't do like, it. just travel, go do all your shit, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All the stuff that they were making me feel like shit for a few years ago for not wanting And now, like, I remember one of my best friends, it was such a crazy moment where she got married when she was, she wanted to get married when she was 25. She was like, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to get married. Thank God she found, like, the right guy or whatever and um, got married. Then, you know, by, like, 27, 20, she had two kids, knocked it out before 30. This is what she wanted again. Yeah. And now came to a point where she sat me down bawling and Mm. being like, you know, I love my kids, but I wish I didn't have them. 
I wish I was just free. And she's like, I would travel and focus on my career and do things that I can't do now because of this. Yeah. And then... And then even the idea of like her marriage being like on one end, we were all like, oh, you have the best marriage ever. He's mm-hmm. the love of your life. And she's like, broke our hearts by telling us a bunch of shit. And I was like, oh my uh-huh. God, like, huh? And I'm not saying that's everybody. Yeah. But you would never know. Yeah. Because based on social media. Yeah. Their life is perfect. Yeah. People are afraid to like tell us the truth, which is fine. People don't have to, but it, yeah. then we need to remember like everyone's on their own path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Nothing is what it seems. Yes. Totally. Like mm-hmm. even if you look at yourself, you're like, okay, I put out these certain things, but people aren't seeing these certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I mean, I just uh, I just started a new gig um, where I'm writing on a TV show. Oh, hell yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. And but But the thing people don't get is like that took me two yeah. years of like fucking bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. going for me, rewriting scripts, sending things out, having people get it, having people not get it, trying to be like, how the fuck do I break in? How yeah. you know, working every network. Nobody sees that part. Right. Nope. They're just like, I don't see the hustle. oh man, she's always doing something cool. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I've been crying for two years. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't Story know how cool life, that right? is. Like literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. Ba- like waking up every morning being like, am I a fucking nutbag? Like, yeah. why did I? And that's another, like, even career choices. Like, I wish that I had taken the risks now that I, that I, uh, I wish I did when I, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. But 10 years ago, I was in survival mode. Uh, Yeah, you weren't ready. Yeah, and I wasn't ready. You weren't ready to make those. Yeah. It needed to happen when it did. But then when you think about, like, age and you start comparing to people, you go, oh, fuck, like, Mm. some of my friends are doing A, B, C, D, E. And especially for, like, you know, I don't know about how you feel, Aish, but like coming from like Maker Studios and being an executive and choosing a different path after that, being like, oh, I don't want this. I want to be a writer. Yeah. You're in LA. Everybody's looking at you like, mm-hmm. sure <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah. One. You want to be yeah. a writer. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And you're a like. pat on the head. Yeah. Yep. You're like, sure. Yeah. And, and then you, you know, you start going like, fuck, what am I doing with like my age? And yes. I shouldn't be doing this right now. I should just choose the the comfortable path like yeah. oh but how boring and how and that's so the thing. boring you would be <laughs> yeah. so unhappy like you just don't need to settle right yeah, now yeah. and yeah. I feel like there's that impulse like totally. you're saying to just like settle but how like how much more powerful it is, is it that you were able to make that mm-hmm. move like yeah. that's awesome and empowering and difficult but but like, it's, you know, but but again, the grass is always greener on the other always, side, right? Yeah. Like somebody's looking at somebody going, oh, I wish I did that. Then we're looking at the like married people going, I wish I did that. Always. They're looking at us being like, I wish I was free. I know. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. <laughs> Ever. That's so yeah. sad. <laughs> and that's the end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes dark. Yeah. Aww. Do you think any of it has to do with like also this like quarter, quarter 30, 40, midlife, whatever crises we have at different milestones is like insecurities also, just like our shit of, did you ever feel like this before you met your boyfriend now of like being like, man, I'm a certain age. Maybe I'm just unlovable. Oh, yeah. And I've also yeah. like gone through like, I think I'm just meant to be alone. Like, yeah, I'm okay. Sure. And I like convince myself. And like, that's totally cool too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I, I, Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because it gets to a point where you're like, you just want to give up. Yeah. Yeah. Or settle. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's another common thing. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you were saying about your friend who's like, she's crazy, but whatever you told me. Like, yep. I think that's an impulse too. But yeah, it's so easy when things aren't going well to turn inward and be so hard on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Cause, totally. Because I think that's the thing that like so many of our listeners complain a lot to me about is like, obviously the struggles of being alone. Yeah. And and I know what it's coming down to is like them swiping, 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 not matching or going out and then it not working out and coming back and internalizing that it's because I'm unlovable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how could, you know, how could Lisa find, like a, Lisa finds this great guy. I'm not finding a great guy. It must mean because it's me. It's me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's such a common um, thought pattern, but we never, I'm trying to like remind people to turn it around and be like, but wait, I wasn't interested in that person, right? Mm -hmm. Like you go on dates and you're so concerned about what the other person thinks about you. Why aren't they calling me back? Why, why this, why that? And then if you really like stop and think, you might not even care about them. It's just an ego thing. Yeah. Ego thing. So I think it's really important to totally. really try to like take your ego out of it and sit back and really look at what's mm-hmm. actually happening and what matters to you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what that person thinks of you. Also, if they don't like you, they're not your person. Totally. Easier said than done, of course. Right. But I feel like I got to a point when I was dating in my 30s that I like treated it more like a job. And it was like, okay, I'll just go on this. Okay, this didn't work. Moving on. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it does, but what that person's opinion of me doesn't matter. It's not, it's not valuable. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Again, all of this is so much easier said than done. But if you can like try to remind yourself yeah. of that. Yeah. No, that's something, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, do you think like turning 30, uh, you start reverting back to old habits a little bit because you're a little bit worried. So it's just easier to fall back on whatever it is you used to do or like... Yeah, anytime you date or Mm -hmm. go on the... Also, like, the apps are so mindless that it's so easy to get, like, Mm -hmm. back to your old habits or, you know, kind of go into a funk or not really, like, think, like... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, methodic... Or, like, think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help! (laughs) I'm not thinking! Words are hard! Words! Words! Words. We get it. More coffee. You've written so much in this book, we can't even form another thought anymore. No many words. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like a thing too of like just reverting back to old behaviors that you were used to because like, I mean, for me, I was like, I used to be a commitment phobe and then now I'm performed commitment so <laughs> right. but but there are times when like if something isn't going my way I want to revert back to that mm-hmm. life where it just kind of is easier in yep. a way to shut off and be like oh, oh yeah. I don't want to deal with this shit Protect but it's yourself. like a constant reminder of like no this is not who you are anymore exactly, <laughs> yeah. you know but um you you also talked uh about stuff that you have learned in this journey. Um, and, you know, some of the things I wanted to talk about, which also affects dating life, is let's start with like the uh, baby showers, weddings. Like, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but navigating feelings around that of like, mm-hmm. you're going there, again, somebody else is in the middle of getting married, having a baby, And then, like, processing, like, should that be me? Yeah, it's hard to, like, separate 
um, yourself from everyone else. It's the same thing as social media. Mm -hmm. But like, I went to seven weddings in one year and that really like did a number on my pocketbook, but also on like- You gotta stop having so many friends. I know. We're done now, (laughs) I think. Until like the divorce is in the second second round. Um, Yeah, I think- going into this, you need to like protect yourself in a way and try to go in and enjoy it for what it is and mm-hmm. enjoy your friends and where they're at, but not take it so personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, easier said than done. Like, I don't even know if that's possible other than just knowing like if you're entering this time of your life and you're going to be doing this, that you might have feelings. Yeah. But if you could really try to separate, you know, what's happening and yeah. really like just keep going on your own path because everyone has their own their own thing. Yeah. Their own thing. Does this happen for for non-Indian people? But like when you're at weddings, uh, like for Indian weddings, they always like there's like an auntie who always comes up to you if you're the single person who's yeah, like, sure. yes, <laughs> you haven't met anybody. But if you haven't met anybody, how could anybody meet somebody? <laughs> and you're like, I had a fucking wedding, bitch, and she just <laughs> right. met somebody. It's yeah. like, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, There's does always that, does one. that same There's, thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. very similar. Yeah. I've I've started to uh, tell them um, when they say like, if you can't meet someone, how can you? I always say like, it's not about meeting anyone. It's about meeting the right person. <laughs> and then yes. I and then I see like their shitty choices flash before their yes. eyes, right. and I'm like winning. <laughs> like, and like you said, like people are always like so jealous of single people. Oh yeah. So like totally. embrace that. Yeah. My parents said that about my brother. Really? My brother shits on me all the time too. He's like, what the fuck? Like she should just settle down there. Like why is she still like running or just like he basically says like I'm running the streets kind of thing. Oh, yes. God. And my parents are like, he's jealous of you because he wants to go out and do stuff and yeah. he's trapped at home and can't do anything. So every time you say you're going here doing this or right. going out. He's like, his 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 ideal for me is like a boy who makes me stay at home to watch movies. Jeez. <laughs> That's all. He's like, she should just stay at home more. He's so jealous. Yes. Yeah. That's such a brother. That's such right? a brother thing. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. That's here. so funny. I was like, sorry, bro. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't I'm living the life on the streets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's streets. like, I don't know what you think I'm doing Street out here. Walking. But, um what are some of the things that you've learned? You've also had an interesting life in that you had a, a, a breakup with a pretty famous influencer yes. like yourself. Um, he was you that maker too, was Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, I had a very public relationship for almost four years with mm-hmm. Shane Dawson. Um, and it was like the greatest relationship ever. Um, but the public thing was so interesting mm-hmm. because it really like— dictated a lot of the way we did things. And so when we were nearing the end of the relationship, we were ready to like part ways. Mm -hmm. We had to take into consideration Mm. that the public would have to know. Like one, we'd have to like make an announcement. Two, there would be so much pushback. And we watched other people do it. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but like there were certain couples like where one of the person in the couple, once they broke up on YouTube, yeah. would just disappear. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fans yeah. would turn on them and then yep. they would just disappear. And that was so terrifying to me. But with that came so much guilt that not only was I like trying to process a breakup, but I also had to think about that. And yeah. it felt really nasty to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it was a really interesting long breakup. So we like kind of faked our relationship on social oh, media yeah. for, for a, a bit. 
for a long while there at the end, um, which was devastating mm-hmm. and exhausting. Yeah. And totally. I went through a lot of therapy. And then uh, Shane came out as bisexual, which um, was wonderful. And I am so proud of him. And Yeah, of course. You know, in a way, it kind of made it easier, to be sure. honest. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of processing that had to go with that, yeah, too. Yeah. And then we finally, like, told the world, the world, the which world, sounds, like, so yeah. insane. But at the time, like, that was my world. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot to process. Yeah. It all worked out for the best. And, like, our fans were so kind and people were so kind to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, still here and still doing it. But there was and definitely th- a lot. It was very layered. So if anyone's having complicated breakups I understand (laughs) yeah and I think that's what like it was so great because he wrote the foreword of your book and it was talking about how like you guys are still like best friends yeah really close and and like how he values that relationship so much Mm -hmm. even though so I'd, I'd love to get into like what you learned about breakups because you had talked about like it being different in your 20s versus in mm. your 30s, right? Like pro- yeah. whether it was processing it or whatever. Well, so I have, my parents got divorced when I was 18 mm-hmm. and they did a phenomenal job of um, co-parenting mm. and remaining friends. And they were very adamant about like still doing, like we still do Thanksgiving all together oh, and wow. they're very cordial mm-hmm. and we still like, and I think like, out of that, I gained like respect for partners and mm-hmm. breakups. And listen, I had some nasty breakups in my twenties, <laughs> like yeah. just like ridiculous, dramatic. But I think with Shane, I just learned to like you got to take your ego out of it, right? Um, and I think that's what we continue to come back to is like taking your ego out of it. Look at the situation. We were not. We grew so much and we gained so much from each other. But it was time. Yeah. And I think. We both like realized that, valued it, and realized we needed to move on and we're better people because we moved on mm-hmm. and we're both in such better places. Mm-hmm. So there's something sort of like nostalgic now when we look back at it. That's and awesome. I think that's why we're able to be friends. Also, like he's engaged to a dude. I think right. if he was engaged to a woman, it might be a different story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I could sure. like, you know, sit on my high horse and like preach, but like it might be a little bit yeah. different. And and he's so lovely to me and accepting of me. But yeah, totally a full circle sort of like, hey. This happened for a reason. Right. Let's walk away. Even with like, I had a relationship after him that ended like right before I wrote this book Mm. or during the book. And we kind of both were just like, oh, this isn't, it's time to move on. Yeah. It hurt, but like, we both were just like, oh, this isn't, we're not, no. It's time to move. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something when you're a little bit like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess a little bit more mature where it's like, okay, we got what we needed out of this. And it just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So let's be amicable. We don't need to be best friends. I don't talk to him anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Shane situation is different. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I don't know. Do you guys feel like that? Even when you're dating where it's like, oh, this isn't for me. Let's not drag this out. Let's just keep. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like I'm like notorious for all the fucking breakup stories I have. Right. I've oh, had, yes. I, and some exes I'm really friendly with and really close with because it's cool and we're fine. And then there's some that… I don't need to be friends with him. When I was younger, I used to feel I had to be friends with everybody. Mm. Yeah. And and as I grew older, I realized some people are just not good in your life. Like for yeah. me, there were some people that were toxic and I was yeah. like, uh, it's actually safer and better for me to not have you in my life. And so, you know, that was a big thing for me to like learn to set boundaries, which is what I've learned between 20s and 30s. Like you're, yeah. you know, one end, I was like so fucking 
I was, I literally was known as the nice Canadian and got cheated on because I was told I was too nice. Ugh. And like I, and I realized like I didn't know how to set boundaries. Right. Boundaries. I didn't know how to ask for anything. Yes. And now I'm not like a, like a hard ass about it, but I know how to assertively set boundaries without being like angry. And, you know, I had to go through that phase of like learning to first being angry about it and being like, no. Yeah. And now I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's much know. more power in just being like, Dude, the power of no. I write about this in the book. Yes, The power of no is a powerful— The power of being bossy, right? Yes, it's a powerful, wonderful thing. And it doesn't have to be in a mean way, but Mm -hmm. like you can say no to things. You can say no to plans. You could say no to that Mm -hmm. second date. Totally. You can't say no to that second drink, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just take the drink. Yes. take it. I think I also, like, with breakups, also sort of learned, and I don't know how you feel about this because you also went through— so. I had a, so I always joke that I wonder if it would have been better if my ex was um, bisexual or gay or something versus what he, what he was into, which was grandmas. <gasps> my ex was, who I was in a serious relationship, was into grandmas. Wait, and, okay, hold up. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. By the thing. way, guys, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. legit. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole thing in my standup because like I can't not talk about this because I- Wait, how old are we talking like, what kind of grandmas? Uh, well, I found it because he had profiles on, like, a dating site, which was a 55-plus seniors dating site. That's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, and that one he, he wrote, like, a legit full-out profile for. And it was, like, like loves tennis and adventure. And, so, and right. I was like, but she'll watch you play tennis. <laughs> Does he need a mom? Is that what it is? It's... Well, his mom was, like, a MILF. So I actually think there's a little bit of, like, this fucked him up. A bit, but um, oh, so his mom was younger. His his mom was hot, hot. Okay, for her, like I'm saying, uh-huh. like she was, she was in her fifties. Okay, but like when you went there, uh-huh. I was like, oh, good God, like you are right. But she's the nicest lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that must be confusing. It's confusing, right. and like his friends all used to like his mom, and like you know, I right. think there's just like a thing. Mm-hmm. Whoa, and um. And so for me, I remember saying to myself, I actually kind of wish he were gay because I could have yeah. Googled some answers for that. I could have been yeah. like, what to do if your boyfriend <laughs> if your is, boy gay. is gay? But I can't Google what to do if your boyfriend's into grandmas. Like, oh my just, God. It's so rare. I was like, you know I what, though? don't know. Those grandmas are really lucky. They're, you know what I mean? Like I, throw them a bone. Like I that. always say, I'm I'm like, no, truthfully, when when it happened, I was like, I can't compete with a grandma. Cause like yeah. they're better than me. Right. Yeah. It's my mom is a grandma. If you had to pick who was gonna fall off a cliff, me or my mom. Right. Me, hundred <laughs> percent. Throw like That's she is hilarious. way better for the world right. than I am. Aww. No, it's just yeah. They're much better people, man. They've worked through their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm like a fucking flailing, like, you know, <laughs> fish out of water, like figuring shit out. My mom is like the Wise. embodiment of, you know. So your mom's now dating him is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, and now, now I was like, oh, that's story. why you would like, I remember me being out of town once and he like went and hung out with my parents and like brought flowers for my mom and took her shopping and all this stuff. I'm like, mother, fuck, uh, wait, this is so like, probably trying to get with my mom the whole time. <laughs> this is fascinating. Yeah, Do you have yeah. you followed his story? Where is sure. he at? I oh, know, I don't. He's one of the people I don't talk to. <laughs> I'm well, going to go actually, down a rabbit hole well, tonight. What's actually really funny is that he doesn't talk to me. 
It's yeah. almost like he cheated on me. Or I cheated on him, which is obviously not true. So it's just very He's got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but the one thing I no, learned stop. about breakups— I only want to talk about this. <laughs> it's like, literally, it's my podcast now. I'm interviewing you about it. Do it. Yeah. I'm so open about it. Um, no, the thing I learned is like about breakups after all these kinds of things was like, you're going to be okay. Mm. That Always. was my biggest mm. like in my twenties. I thought I was gonna, you were never gonna meet somebody yeah. again, and it was the worst thing ever. Yes, and now I'm very like, okay, it didn't work out. Moving it on. also leads to the next, which is so exciting. I try to always remind yes. myself that as I was going through breakups, being like, okay, this sucks now, right? But I know that there's something else down the line, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be even better because mm-hmm. it's like intel. You're like gaining like information as you move along. Totally. And that helps you to the next. Yeah. Yeah. You said something that that actually one of our guests, do you remember Jody Frank? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Jody Frank is a, a therapist who was on our, our, we did an episode four, how to heal from a breakup. Hmm. And that was after he and I broke up. And uh, and she gave great advice, which was people fear what's going to happen next. Like, wh- where am I going to go? Who am I going to meet? And she said something that you have also said, which is be curious. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And that was a big shift for me when I heard that. Curious. I yeah. write about that in the book yes. because a therapist once told me that yeah. instead of to be instead of being judgmental of yourself right. and your choices and your feelings, be curious. Why is this? Ha- why am I feeling like this? Not like mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't be feeling. Oh, oh why like am that. I feeling? Yeah. Curious is such an awesome word. Yeah. Yeah. And I even think like. Being curious about what's to come. It's exciting. Makes it gives it a little yeah. exciting feeling versus totally. oh my God, what's gonna come? Like yeah. fear. Yeah. I don't know. Does exactly. have you tried that? Yeah, totally. I actually have a teacher who says to us, don't use the words should and shouldn't, because it just puts such a like definite yeah. thing on things. Like nothing should or shouldn't. Yeah. It's just you know, yeah, that just means just like a pr- like a societal sort exactly. of like you're putting in a box. Yeah, like this should happen, this mm-hmm. shouldn't happen. It's Why? like according to what standard? Exactly. Yeah, guys, yeah. this is all a mind fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, all of this, like life, yeah. you just like trying to like convince yourself everything. It's a lot of, like yeah. we're good. Like everything's fine. Like, but like I get it now when like my you know my mom just doesn't give a shit about things. <laughs> yes. and I'm like, oh, I get it because like I'm getting to that point. That's one. It's of just the exhausting things. Yeah. at some point. Enough already. Yeah, like, you just, just like you just start becoming desensitized, or you just give less fucks. You give yes, less fucks. That's yeah. why. That's why your ex loves old people. Yeah, <laughs> just keeps it's going so true. Because they like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. He actually said to me, he was like, I mean, baby, think of it this way. Like, I'll love you more as you get older. Oh this is God. Thank you. So <laughs> like, this is the only response. Like, women, guys are like, actually had a guy say that to me. He's like, well, I mean, you shouldn't take it that person. He would have loved you more. As I was like, wow, wow, wow. That's say that to a woman, she'll fucking kick you in your balls. Yeah, like, yeah. I literally said, I was like, oh, cool. I'll wait 30 years for you to be attracted <laughs> right. to me. Awesome. Oh my God. If some woman said that to him, you think he would have been like, yeah, this one's great. And then watch, when I turned like (laughs) 70, he'd be into the 100 year old. Like, it's not, there's no catching up. No, there's no catching up. It's never really going to work. Never. But now you have great material. That's Um, the other thing. Like, dates, when Uh people get all like upset about online dating, it's like, no, trust me. Yeah. You're going to have great material. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Write that down. Just don't be like, I I feel like I know, do you know so many of these people? Because influencers in the influencer Mm. world of people who just date to have stories. 
I don't like that stuff. Oh, I didn't even like. Oh, I know those people. Yeah, because people do like the hundred day blog and whatever it is. So they're always going out there looking for material. Oh, and then like that feels. Dirty, yeah. Right? <laughs> and that's why like when when I do this podcast, people ask me all the time, like when I've gone on dates, they're like, oh, so you're going to talk about me? I'm like, one, check your ego. <laughs> Shit yeah. isn't about you. Right. And I was like, the podcast is not about me talking about dates in real time. Like right. it's yeah. never about that because I'm not trying to find. I was like, I have enough stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm Just good. naturally yeah. not seeking it. So it's like not the thing. Um but yeah, like it's it's fun to like be able to tell your friends that for sure. Yeah. Um, how do you think people can manage some of their feelings around having a, this like 30 life crisis? What's going to come? I think one shift, be curious is a good one. Yeah. What else do you think people can sort of do? I think um, leaning on a therapist. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. really think therapy yeah. is just, even if it's in the form of, journaling or like if you can't afford or if you don't feel comfortable um, it's just having conversations about what's going on whether it's with your family your friends mm-hmm. someone you're comfortable with um, I think a teacher yeah um, a mentor I, I really really think I learned the value of asking for help yeah yeah um, and that's hard to do mm-hmm. especially when you're like I'm a strong independent woman I right. can do everything yeah it's only you can only become stronger and more valuable by taking classes yeah. or um just learning listening to podcasts I, mean, I think yeah even guys like i i feel like more guys should go to therapy than oh, yeah. sure. guys still yeah. have like an even bigger stigma than we do yeah. about asking for help and talking about feelings. But how sexy is it to meet a man that like has worked Oh my God. I think it's the greatest thing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like you have, again, emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Like you're working, you you are cool enough to like work on yourself. Yeah. I have noticed way bigger differences in those guys. Right. Absolutely. Than the ones who don't. Um, What about what you said about not comparing on social media? Easier said than done. (laughs) Yeah. I just started following puppy, like dog yeah. um, accounts. And that seems to make life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. I also started muting because mm. I feel like yes, there's like a stigma against, that. yeah, against like that. unfollowing. And you're like, sure. oh, I don't, I want them, I don't want them to. But I did start it like recently, like muting because I was like, this isn't healthy for me. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't, especially because my career, a lot of it is YouTube. Mm-hmm. And around that is like views and popularity. Sure. And I was following some people that were, they weren't doing anything wrong, but it was making me feel insecure about exactly. my channel and my views and and my popularity. And I was like, oh, I could literally just mute this. Yeah. And it really has it helped. helps a lot. It helps. So I if agree. you find yourself like feeling not good about a certain person or account, mute them. Yeah. Yeah. They no, won't I agree know. with that. They won't know exactly. Um, what do you think, Aisha? Anything people can do for I mean, yeah, Crisis all, management. The, all these things are exactly what I would say. Um, it's all really just, I would say, shifting perspective and changing your mindset. And, um, and those are ways to do that. Um, and just, I guess, telling yourself every day that, you know, you're going to be okay. This is This is your story. This is your journey. And finding ways to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And learning all the stuff that we learned before. And just, you know, forging your own path. I think millennials are uh, currently the 
largest population before Gen Zers take us over in a bit. But I think currently we're the largest population. So there's a lot of people in, you know, early 20s to mid 30s, mid to late 30s who are um, transitioning into this, Mm -hmm. what you call 30 life crisis. And it's like, I feel like also focusing on the positives of like one um, one thing people uh, tell me about, they're like, man, how do you still look the same as you did when you were fucking 20? And because I literally, I feel in the same clothes. And I always say it's because I don't think about it. Mm. My truth is, especially body stuff, I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I just work on being healthy and staying fit and like not going in my head about, oh my God, this wrinkle, this, this, that, that, that. I just… Right. Like that part of me is not stressed. And and as I grow older, I make jokes about like, I have white hair now, a couple, you know, here and there. And I say, I've earned it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I earned every one of those fucking white hairs. So like, I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and then like trying to focus on the fact that like, I hated my 20s. Like I was angsty. Not yeah. angsty. I just went through so much shit. Yeah. I don't ever want to repeat that. Yeah. And like, I mean, so much mental shit of not knowing myself. Right. Learning all the boundaries, all the things I had to do. And now being in a place where all I have to do is apply it. Yes. Yeah, so you have the tools. So now yeah. you just use them. Yeah. And now I just like, I don't feel… So like, that's where I try to tell people, I'm like, don't try to hold on to what you were. in. Enjoy that time and then let that right. go. And then be like, every one of us, including a baby, is going to get older. So yeah. the more you start fearing it, the more you're like held back by it. Right. Versus just being like, like enjoying mm-hmm. that there's some cool shit that come with mm-hmm. being older. Like, I don't know. Do you guys like feel sexier? Do you feel more confident? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, there are things that we can't… Like, what we said, we give less fucks. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, and I, the confidence is so sexy. Like, in men and women. Yeah. You being able to, like, say all that and feel all that makes you so much more attractive than before you were able to do that. Even though you look exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Completely. There's a light and a beam and a way you hold yourself. Yeah. And I think that's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, I used to, I used to, there was a point, you know, I uh, I talk about this a lot. I had an abusive relationship. And um, when I was really broken after that, I always wished I could go back to young me who was like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. And like, yeah. I was just literally the kid who, if you came up to me and was like, I'm hungry, I would just give you my lunch money. I'd be like, here you go. Like, I didn't eat. I didn't care. That was who I was. Mm. And I always used to be like, oh man, this guy took this from me. He took that light from me and made me this like super fearful whatever person. So I always wanted to go back to that until I came out of the lessons. Once I learned the lessons of that breakup, I then came out being like, holy shit. I never want to go back to that girl. Right. That girl was it's almost like the idea of being too too open without learning right. boundaries like we you know we've been saying like that to me was like not living life the right way. Now, 
I'm a strong person. I'm a kind person. But I also know when to use those tools. Yeah. There are times that you need to do things to protect yourself. Yeah. There are times that you just need to be giving. And like that knowledge just feels like so much better to me than going back to that kid who just like didn't know shit. Absolutely. And was just like, yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know. Is that weird? No, not at all. I have a similar situation. I mean, the relationship wasn't abusive or anything, but the breakup was like really, really bad. And he was just such a shit. And I just felt horrible for a long time after it. And um, yeah, the best way I can say is I almost needed that to happen so that I know in the future what to do, how to handle things, what I like, Mm -hmm. what the warning signs are, all the good stuff. And, you know, I wouldn't have that if I didn't go through that fucking shit. Exactly. So yeah, everything happens for a reason. So cheesy, but it's like absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, even for you, it's like, if you didn't go through that big public breakup and have to go through the experience, you might not, you wouldn't have met. Yeah. You're one now. Like, it's Mm -hmm. crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Really, every, like, your life is like, whatever you think about God or whatever. I do, I do like to think that there's like some sort of a plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just got to, like, ride it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And just, like, assume, like, okay, that was supposed to happen. Let's take those lessons and then let's keep on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it on. And I definitely have a thing of, like, wanting more people to just be, like, free thinkers. Like, not mm-hmm. be chained to the idea of what the world is telling us we have to be. Yes. Which is, like, a good part of, the, I think, the younger generations. is you know, seeing the, that. Yeah, like, m- more access to knowledge and internet and stuff like that means better choices and mm-hmm. different choices, mm-hmm. like, than the norms. Mm-hmm. And so we are seeing people living different lifestyles, yeah. living different, um, you know, g- gender conformities. Like, whatever it is for you, like— that is changing so much yeah. of what the formula is. Yeah. That now I think we're sort of getting to a place where we're realizing there is no formula. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even <laughs> in these like, um, like my mom sent me an article. My mom's like obsessed with this idea that I'm getting married, even though like it's not happening right now. But she sends me like all these articles. <laughs> yeah. But um, she knows that I'm just all about doing things differently. She sent me an article about like I, I, some wedding <laughs> thing, but it was like, here's traditions that like no longer need to be traditions right. in weddings. Like, because weddings are so formulaic. Yeah. And like people are not breaking even those molds. And I'm like, yes. Okay. <laughs> even in an industry like that, things are changing. You don't have to wear the white dress. Right. You don't yeah. have to walk down the aisle. Like you, we are a generation that can do things our own way. Totally. And establish new things or just establish the idea that there are no ways yeah. Your way is the right way. Yeah, right. man, you live one fucking life. Yes, and it's short. And exactly. And then it's like, yeah. if the whole time you're living for somebody else, mm-hmm. I'm like, why? <laughs> yes. Preach. But at the end, it's the same end. When you make certain choices, you have to know. Like for me, it's like, okay, I have made a choice that I'm no, I don't want kids right now. That that means I have to suck up the consequences that, hey, maybe I wouldn't have a kid. That's yeah. fine too. Like, yeah. so you have to like play those scenarios out and be cool with it. But like make some choice for you. Yeah. Is I think like the yeah. big sort of thing. And also, also be confident in, enough in those choices to know that there's going to be people who aren't mm-hmm. of like mine who are going to question your choices. Oh, yeah. You know? But fuck those. Get, yes. a <laughs> Get a life. Get a life. And yeah. I really do think that comes from a place of jealousy mm-hmm. or oh, yeah. deep-rooted um Misery pain. loves company yeah. is what I say. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I'm like, there's just like some fucking, it's like my brother. Yeah. Who's fucking, I mean, look, 
I love my sister-in-law and my nephew, obviously, and he does too. But I know there's a part of him that just wants to be fucking free. Yeah. <laughs> and so bitch just wants me to <laughs> be tied down like him. Yeah. Right. While I'm off fucking traveling wherever I feel like going if mm-hmm. I felt like going. Yes. <laughs> um, fuck married people. No, I'm <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm very happy for everybody who's living whatever life they want. Exactly. Um, okay, Lisa. Yes. We've wrapped this first episode, but we're not done. We are not done. <laughs> you are not leaving yet. No. Um, we do something called six questions with every guest. Okay. Um, we ask everybody the same six questions. How you, however you perceive the answers is how you perceive. We'll try not Ooh. to comment in okay. between. Um, it's our dating version of the D- Bernard Pivot questionnaire made famous on Inside the Actors Studio. Oh, yes. But this is like I've our own thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we will be. Um, Lisa, here are your six questions. Okay. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Sense of humor. What is your one deal breaker? If they're rude to waiters. That comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It comes up it's a lot. so telling. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, and it makes I'm it makes me cringe. It's totally. so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's bad. Um, what turns you on? Sense of humor. That's the best one. Um, tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. Um, I'm super supportive. Like, I support my partner, like, to the end. But I don't like to be wrong. (laughs) I have a hard time with that one. Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is love? Um, I don't know if love can be defined. I think another cheesy thing. When you know it, you know it. Yeah. And that's that. And I think it might be different for everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Let's stay home. <laughs> Man, did my brother just tell yeah, me? Yeah, I know. When you were like saying that earlier, I was like, um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm such a homebody. Like, no, yeah. it's so funny because so am I. But I just like the idea of him thinking that's that should be my life goal. Right. Whatever like, his idea was, you yeah. would disagree with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck yeah. you. If he's like, she should go out all the time, I'd be like, I'm never going yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. Everybody get the book. But first, okay, how can people find you? How can people find the book? Tell us everything. Oh, I'm like you. My social media is all over the place. Do it. It's yeah. a mess. Um, but you could just, just Google me. Uh, Lisa Schwartz on Instagram. Lisa Bug on YouTube. Or just um, go to Amazon mm-hmm. to get the book. And or it anywhere. is a 30 Life Crisis. Crisis, yes. Um, and friends, we will have all of her socials and links to everything in the description of the podcast so you can get everything there as well. Um, thanks, friends, for listening. Follow us also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. Aisha? I am at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel Official on Facebook. (laughs) Thanks so much for downloading this episode. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes, we'd be so grateful. Um, Also, subscribe, share, and comment to our YouTube account, youtube.com slash Natasha Chandel. Send us your dating stories and thoughts also via voice memo to kindadating at gmail.com. Or you know what? Just keep hitting me up on social media like you do. Um, (laughs) Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time.
Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host and our social media producer. Our audio engineer is Adam Pineless. Jenna Ribbing is our associate producer. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.